Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. There's a, there's, I've been on some series, some of you remember. So I wanted to finish a particular part. So like this past three weeks, this third week now, I'm going to cut off so that now I continue into a certain meaning. Like next Thursday, I'm going to go in a direction of faith, spiritual issues, that direction of faith. But um, I, I was finishing up on a certain notion and mind of the, the, this whole thing called grace. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And um, we've been trying to put sanity to the already funny thing that some people define as, 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 as grace and and, and, and we were also trying to avoid the place of giving excuse to explain ourselves to people who don't want to understand us, but rather seek to present the Christ which is understandable. Because the Bible says that men have been laid away. They've been laid away. They've been corrupted from the simplicity which is in Christ. That means that the highest level of corruption in the lives of men, he says, but I fear, Second Corinthians 11 verse 3, that least any... By any means, uh-huh, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity. Corrupted from simplicity. That means that the very hem of corruption is the place that complicates the gospel. From the very hem that complicates the gospel, the moment you make what is supposed to be simple harder, then you are corrupting the lives of men. And that is why in Hebrews he says that it's expedient that the heart be established in grace and not in meats. Because he knows that people which have indulged in meats, they've been occupied therein and they've not profited. Yeah, he says, be not carried away about with many diverse and what? Strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace and not with meats which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. So you look at the life of a Christian who is occupied in something but it's not profitable. They are praying but they don't move mountains. The mountains move them. Every day you're going to pray a mountain. When will the mountain come to you? He said you shall, you shall speak to this mountain. Be ye removed and be thrown to yonder place and it shall be done. Say Amen. So there's no problem with going to prayer mountain. But there comes a time where the mountain has to come to you. Say amen. amen. By reason of the ministry of faith. So I understand that there is a place where we men are corrupted from the simplicity. Jesus is supposed to be simple. Some of you have been attending lunch hours with us. You saw today we were demonstrating. Some of you attended. They brought a lady who had been she took poison for 15 years and she got wounds in her tummy and she has had pain 24 hours, 365 days a year for 15 years. And no doctor could sort her. Are you hearing me? 
But you see, she has been in church also for that long. Different places for that long. But whoever made this gospel simple, complicated, who, who, who tuned my mind, our minds to think that the gospel was complicated? We called her. I laid hands on her. Seconds for the first time in 15 years. For the first time. Now, when I was ministering healing to her, I was not ministering healing to her giving respect to the 15 years of bondage. Have you been around such people? When they're in deliverance service, they say, some demons are. You don't just go there far. You don't just go into certain things and then you just do far. Let me tell you, you go far. The Bible says, be anxious about nothing. (laughs) Some versions say, be careful for nothing. God wants a reckless faith believer. Not a careful believer. You are praying, but you are careful. Praise the Lord. One time I was in a prayer meeting and a certain pastor told us, I am casting out devils right now. And some of you are looking instead of praying, these demons will come out of these people and enter you. Who remembers those things? (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the freedom which is in Christ. (laughs) The Bible says that the prince of this world has nothing in me. Nothing in me. Nothing. Christians were not temples of the Holy Spirit. No. They were temples of spirits. Any spirit that wanted it would just come far. Hallelujah. And then you live your life. You what? One time they taught us the armor of God. But in a legal way. You should have seen Apostle Grace. So one time they called me with a girl who had demons. She screamed, Rah! I said, this one I want to manage. I went out. I first said, let me come. I said, I put on the armor of Christmas. The breastplate. The truth. The shoes. They don't fit. I put them in very well. Mm. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then I entered like I am. it's a covenant issue that is why when Saul comes to David and wants to do the same thing the boy tells him boss I don't need a shield I have the covenant this fellow is uncircumcised by all means I can't swing the stone and it goes in a wrong direction you see when you're dealing with a covenant issue even if David did like this and Goliath was there side and he left the stone it would still find a fellow. Because you're dealing with a covenant issue. Say amen. amen. Tell your neighbor the gospel is simple. Tell him the gospel is simple. Tell him and I speak upon your life that things will come simple. You will not struggle in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we had a group of Christians and for them if if they don't struggle. 
even when they were preaching, they used to tell us that thing. The life of salvation is not a, it's just, just a walk of fire. Some of you are in say, yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> Why? Because they want us to walk in heaven. To heaven, you understand? Yet Paul says you'll be caught up. It's not me, it's Paul. Paul says, brethren, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall be caught up. Anybody caught up, I say, yeah, we say, yeah, yeah. That's when I realized that some people are not going to be caught up. <laughs> they, they don't understand me. Galatians 2.16. I want us to read something. Let's read the message version. One, two, three, let's go. Uh-huh. We know very well that we are not set right with God by what? But only through personal faith in Jesus. Read that sentence again. Tell your neighbor you're not set right before God through rule keeping. But only. Tell them only. Through faith. In Jesus Christ. You see what I'm trying to say? You do such that Jesus can what? Can set you right. So there are many Christians setting themselves. You see, let me say something. For anybody who has studied about the isms of this world, there is one thing that I have seen, which now consequently has become one of the most sensitive wars happening in the Christian circles versus the world. And that is the idea of humanism. How many of you are, uh, are acquainted with a notion called humanism? Now, humanism was a mind, it was invented many years ago from a few Italian philosophers. But their mind originally was the place of no existence of God and directing all power and dependency on the power of the human being to do everything for themselves. Consequently, when, 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 when Christianity came in, there also came a brand of Christians who are humanistic Christians. You get my point? They are Christians, but they believe in a place of humanism. And that place means that even though you might, you might ascertain or, 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 or confirm that there is a God above you to whom you submit, he's not responsible for your well-being, he's not responsible for your life, he's not responsible for your moral standard, he's not responsible for anything about you. You are entirely responsible for everything about you. You only ascribe to that God which is there to watch you do what you must do best says that he rewards you on that plane. Do you understand? So it created all this selfish mindset around Christianity. That is why many people have started distributing self-help book- books self-help. Some of you who went through the, the teachings of psychology, they taught us something called self-talk. Who remembers self-talk? You remember self-talk? That place where you speak motivative words towards the self. 
So we created an environment of people helping themselves always. And therefore, even in the Christian faith, people have God, but they ha we have created a mind that you have to help yourself so God should move. But me, I told people that when you create an atmosphere of helping yourself, helping yourself, that's where filthiness comes from. Isaiah calls it your righteousness. He calls it its filthy rags. That is why one time I was telling people that the Baganda, when the Muganda tells you he has gone to help himself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you, you can't. Every time somebody tries to help themselves, filth comes out. Christianity doesn't ask you to help yourself. Christianity brings Christ to help you. Say amen. He brings Jesus to help you. Say amen. <laughs> Did you understand the concept? So, he says we are not what? Set right with God by what? But only through what? Personal faith in Christ Jesus. How do we know? Paul says, we what? Tried it. And we have the best what? System of rules the world has ever seen. Convinced that no human being can please God by? No human being can please God by? Self-improvement. Self-improvement. Let's continue. Convinced that no human being can please God by self-improvement. We believed in Jesus as the Messiah so that we might be what? Set right before God by trusting in the Messiah not trying to be good that's very contradictory to how many Christians think try to do good things they tell the Christians you try to be good so many Christians that's why even when you go to the people of the world and ask them what do you think you need to go to heaven? One time they asked Baby Cool, and Baby Cool said, By doing good things. I understand where he's coming from. Because that's the Christianity we have established in the lives of men. They think Christianity is a place of you doing the right thing. That they don't understand that the power of Christianity is a life. And that life is Jesus. That is who men need. Men don't need to try to be good. Men need Jesus Christ. Give them Jesus. Let him take care of the details. Don't try to help them also. Give them Jesus. He is the present help. Now, I don't know whether you read your Bible. The Bible doesn't call him present helper. In time of need. No. He is a very present help. I don't know if you understand grammatically the difference. He, the Bible didn't call Jesus a present helper. He's the present help. Means he goes by sympathy to empathy. He gets inside your thing and becomes part of the solution. He's our present help in time of need. Not helper. Because helper means 
that it requires us to do something while he's also Rubare Mbera the Bible says that you have substituted the word of God for traditions God doesn't want you to help him while he's also helping you but that's why many people say some of you, you even had your parents say it yes I'm telling them the truth Stop being, stop dealing with Jesus as your helper. Deal with him as the present help. Deal with Jesus as the present help. Because he is the present help, not helper. Say amen. Say amen. Now, let's go back to where we were. Have some of you noticed, this is a question, that we are not yet perfect. No great surprise, right? And are you ready to make the accusation that since people like Apostle Grace who go through Christ in order to get things right with God aren't perfectly virtuous? You mean we are bad? Because some people think that we are bad to entirely rely on Jesus while for them they are doing certain things plus Jesus helping. And that battle ensued in the time of Paul. Well, there were certain men which were saying, okay, now even though we are born again, let us also add circumcision. So that as we are born again, we also do what? Circumcise. As you are born again, you also what? Yes, we are Hallelujah. So there are certain men which came from the day and they told the brethren and said, now this is what amazes me. They told them that except you be circumcised in the manner of Moses, Yet if you read the scriptures, you realize the covenant of circumcision was not to Moses. It was to Abraham. But how did Moses claim circumcision? Except that there is an error in the scriptures of interpretation of the Septuagint. God made the covenant of circumcision to Abraham. He did not make it to, to Moses. But these guys are saying, except you be circumcised in the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. Jesus is there, yes. But he's not enough except you add on something. Stop adding. Tell your neighbor, stop adding. (laughs) Jesus is all in all. Tell him, stop adding. So, you know, we leave that Christianity where they're telling us, okay, look, you're doing this thing, but you also have to add on this such that your salvation is full. Otherwise, if you do believe and then you don't do this it looks true to men but it's not true to God it is reasonably right because it looks like it should be what you know and let me tell you the gospel the gospel of Jesus Christ is not reasonable and that is why it's easy to be called cult it's not reasonable before offense it's not reasonable you understand what I'm telling you? Because the guy you're dealing with can find he, he can no, he can find dust and spit in it. Now you imagine you're walking. Or you movie you've never seen Jesus, you've never read the Bible, and then you find a guy and you're watching this movie, 
and, and, and they're telling you believe him, yet you have a degree in which is my you studied you're so full of you'll be like really 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 that is why I thank God we went to school eh? because there was a time I used to think that salvation is for guys who don't know who's failed in books mama okay we can prove to people that we what went to school but all of that was dung it was nothing for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ for whom we count all things but dung so that when they get us on the worldly plane and they want to test our heads they'll realize we are A plus but we counted all those things but nothing that we might excel in Jesus Christ in the knowledge of Jesus Christ in the knowledge of Jesus Christ long ago to tell someone you're born again that is why some of you, if you are born again in the 90s, there, 2000, it was hard for you to even carry a Bible. When you're going to church, and then you see a Bible, <laughs> you see a friend, then you start. Why? I don't want people to look at me and think that I'm a bit. Hey. Some of you used to hide Bibles. Some of you even up to today, you hide them. That is why you bought an Android phone. So that people don't know that you're checking Matthew. People think you're responding to a WhatsApp conversation. Kumba, you're digging in Matthew 7. That's why sometimes I like carrying big Bibles. Just for the sake. Such that you see, let me tell you something. Eh? Can, I, can I share a mystery? There is a secret in public worship. Why? Because the ministration of the things of the Spirit are you hearing me? Functions circumspect to the branding principle. You see, the world, the world, anything in the world, anything in the world, you understand? Moves by how much, how much power is given to it in the process of branding. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. If it's a Mercedes, the Kia might run faster than it, but it's a Mercedes. You can't change that. They might sell it expensively simply because it is a Mercedes. But he has worked for so long to make that brand what it is. It's the same thing, for example, in some of you go for interviews. The same one who say, if you don't pay this amount of money, I cannot work for you. And then somebody goes on the same interview panel and asks him, how much do you want? Any amount. <laughs> come on, somebody. If you ever say that nonsense, don't come back to Fanero. For us, they don't pay us any amount. Start your price and make it so big because you are bought by the blood of Jesus. For you. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Because of the branding what? Principle. Do you know when the Bible says, for example, let me show it to you in the scriptures. The scriptures say, as a man thinketh, so he is. As a man thinketh, so he is. If you think you're a million dollars, you'll attract a million dollars. If you think you're a plate, you'll attract a plate. If you think you're a cheap shoe, you'll attract a cheap shoe. Whatever you are a total sum of what you think. When they look at you dressed, it was premeditated by the brand you put on yourself. I don't know whether you want to, you understand what I'm trying to say here. For example, Muslims have understood that part of the principles to brand the Islamic spirit. You understand? Jihad by the word. 
That's the mind of the brotherhood and all these other things. Part of the things I've also mastered is do public worship. So if it's lunchtime, you find a guy going in a very expensive restaurant. He's showing you Muslims are everywhere. That, that's huge. And then Christians sit in restaurants and they, play, and they pray with their eyes open. Jesus, we thank you. I don't want them to know that we are praying, but we are releasing some spirit. No, no. When you get in an expensive hotel, join your hands and say, Rabba, Baba, Baba. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the Muslim look at you and say, Fanero. Law, don't pray, don't even pray low. Pray, Father, we thank you. You're in Kafasari or Javas, anywhere. Just, just make a statement. Let them know that a certain irrebo kosile paranda passed by. Nemo mana yesu to kwebaza to sabire sabampora yesu to kwebaza oliwabinza oliwachitiwa bebara saranga beraga. Some people put on things everywhere to show they are Christians. You no, you show publicly also. Publicly. Get a fanero sticker, put it on your car. Tell them me I'm fanero. Make a manifest. Give me the deal or not. I'm born again. That is why me, when I get in a restaurant, I have to close my eyes. Even if a waiter says, sir, excuse me. I'm worshipping the God from whom are all things. Even this car restaurant is in him. Why is that boasting? Seven face. Seven face. When you enter a taxi, the other day I was passing and then a, 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 guy, a guy was just sitting in a car. He said, Bismillah. I said, what? What? Bismillah. When you enter a taxi, enter the riba cassette. Shilogo, rima. Masao. Bribololo, sike. Shelebarara, rimande, kuskisha. Drop a word. Drop a word. But for you, you're too beautiful to preach. You're too handsome to, eh? You're too established. Bismillah. We are still eating halal, halal, halal. Somebody make a restaurant and put on Shababa. We shall buy that. Halal. I'm hearing that people, supermarket people, I'm hearing that in supermarkets, if you don't have halal, people don't buy. You don't need halal. You need ribaka shakatarabaza. We are not rich because of halal. We are rich because of Jehovah God. That is why when I go somewhere these days and I see halal, I say, okay, halal, buy them. You, buy yourselves. Halal buys themselves. Me, I don't buy halal like that. Far. No, I don't just halal myself when I'm watching. 
And if I see a sausage and it halals me, I look for another sausage without halal and I buy that one. Tell your neighbor, Rimazeke Broste. Apostle has said that he may receive the hand the labor. And if you don't want, you can leave a Because anyway, my hand is good, Broste. Either way. Let's go back to the scriptures. I want to close. Some of you are married. The Bible says, listen, have some of you noticed that we are not yet perfect? He says, no great surprise, right? Are you ready to make an accusation that since people like Apostle Grace, put your name, go through Christ in order to get things right with God, aren't perfectly virtuous? Christ must therefore be an accessory to sin. That accusation is frivolous. It's very, very, very frivolous. It's unacceptable. It's wrong. But you know how many people judge us because we've refused to go through self? Let's continue. If I was trying to be good, I'd be doing what? Rebuilding the same old band that I tore down. I'd be acting as a what? As a chatterland. Uh-huh. What actually took place is this. Let's read. I tried keeping rules and working my head off to please God and it didn't what? How many of you understand? And then he said, so I quit being a what? So that I could become what? So when you hear people saying the man of God is going to preach, I don't get it from a tall suit. We try, we try to be good. But every time you try to be good, it's as though you set more fire. Let me enter Christ who is good. Tell your neighbor the biggest mistake you can ever be as a Christian. Mugambe, the biggest mistake you can ever do as a Christian is trying to be good instead of accepting Christ who is good. Because that's humanism. Humanism says all men are good by their own by their own nature. That's what humanism does. It says all men are good by their own what? Nature. I refuse that. A man can't be good without God. Even if he looks good, he's not good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's continue. So, Christ's life did what? And not only did it, it also did what? It enabled me. That's what the grace of God does. God shows you how to do it and he enables you to do it. He shows you how to get rich. He enables you how to get rich. He, he, he shows you how to walk right. He enables you to walk right. How? He says, I identified myself. How do you do it? He identified himself completely with him. That means that everything that Christ is, the man claimed to be. Don't say you are Jesus. Jesus is up there. For us, we are here. Father, you are up there. Jesus, you are up there. Then sometimes he falls down. <laughs> or he goes off his throne. And then, that does here in Christians. <laughs> they are telling God, 
Arise. Take your place. He had fallen off. Be enthroned. He was off the throne. One more second. Arise and take your, your place. Be enthroned. Listen, the Jesus of Apostle Grace is always high. He is always enthroned. And he's always in this place. That's why they were asking for one thing. One thing. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, be careful what you sing. <laughs> be careful what you sing. Oh. Praise the good Lord Jesus. So he says, I have been identified with him. That is why the Bible says that everything that may be known of him, he has manifested in them. Everything that may be known of him, everything that may be known, that which may be known of God, is manifested in them. For God has shown it to them. So he shows himself who they are in him. And then as he shows himself who they are in him, they get to, uh, sorry, he actually shows himself to them, okay? And as he shows himself to them, they know him. And when they know him, they manifest him. That is eternal life. Not to know sin and what the devil is doing. Your business is to know the one true God and his only son, Jesus. That's our business. Give people God. But one time I was in a conference, they, they taught us demons, eh? Then you start to read. We wrote notes. I have like five pages. It was the first sermon I ever wrote in my life. You can imagine. I even feel tears. The first sermon, the first time I recorded in my head that I must get a notebook, they were teaching us about demons. I wrote demons, four, five pages of demons. I, I, I started to know demons. And if anything happens, oh, you're not Kazindo, oh, you're not oh, you're not Kazindo, But when you think about it, Every Chiganda name is a demon. Mukasa. Chintu. Mwadi. Who has understood what I'm saying? But praise God, hallelujah. That now we know. We know. We now know. We now know. Me now you can. Gwen. One time I was ironing and I burnt my clothes. And I said, Go, Musimu, go, 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 go. Watch your chest, Sati Yang. Man, we fought. Me, I told people, when you travel, that's when you realize that they, the church, the church. Me, I told people, as in a certain country. In a country, I've said this, shared this story with a few people. I was in a certain country. And then a man of God preached. And after preaching, he sat down. And then the spiritual son came up. 
He said, I have seen something. I said, I have seen something. The Bible says that behold, I give you keys of the kingdom. To open and loosen. Whatever you loosen on earth, it shall be loosened in, in, in the heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. But while I was praying, I saw the devil take our father's keys. of this, the father the devil stole the keys of our father the guy said now I want all of us to go and pick papa's keys we spent 35 minutes looking for the keys and some of them were coming back and then they go and then we pick them out and then they go and but then we, we, 35 minutes looking for papa's keys but there was this guy who was hilarious when he's dealing with demons, he deals with them like he's dealing with a normal person. He gets the demon, picks it on the ground like he's holding a person, he strangles it like this. And then he throws it down again, and then he steps on it, and then he gets it up. Man! While they are looking for father's keys, some of us in Fanero, we are Ribababashika. He that speaketh in tongues edifieth himself and speaks mysteries unto God. Money is mine. Children are mine. Increase is mine. I'm multiplying. Understanding is mine. Wisdom is mine. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. He's the lifter of my head. He's my glory. He's my righteousness. He lifted me from a merry clay and set my feet upon the rock. Now I know. Now I know. Now I know. Others are looking for keys. <laughs> that day, bumped on a Christian who was smearing salt on his home. God made a covenant with David and his children, a covenant of salt. That is what the Bible says that he shall give them the kingdom forever. This salt, even the prophet threw. In a lake which was bitter and it was healed. So I also invoke. Let me tell you the mystery. Let me show you a mystery. Or do you not know that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom over to Israel over Israel to David forever and to him and to his sons by a covenant of salt? That is Second Chronicles 13. Five. I was on a border and the Lord told me go to Matthew 5 13. I just switched the scriptures. And he said, Ye are the salt. Stop throwing salt around. Stop throwing salt around. You are the salt. The fact that you're in that home area, the fact that you're in Kansanga, the fact that you're in Tinda, the fact that you're in Gaba, the fact that you're in Makerere, they're fucked. So there are certain things that can't happen because I'm in a certain area. They can happen if I shift. But when I'm still living there, serenity, peace, that passes all understanding, guarding my heart and mind in Christ Jesus, because he says he shall preserve me. 
He shall never see the righteous. He shall never let his righteous see corruption. He will never let that. Listen, God can't allow me to be seated somewhere and the bomb goes off. He can't let me. Oh, how? He said he would never see his righteous one. He will never let his righteous one see corruption. Put it in your spirit. He can't allow you to see corruption. Buildings can't fall on you. They will fall when you're out. But when you're in, they can't fall. One time I was on a border years ago. Before I had faith to get a car. You know, it's progressive. I even feel ashamed thinking about it. But one time I didn't believe I could. So, I was on a border. And then we were going home like this. And then the spirit of the Lord promptly told me, speak a tongue. I said, Marinde Rebojike Tekele. The moment I was at the end, the moment I just passed, a huge branch of a tree fell. Bwah! I said, My God, how wonderful to hear you. How wonderful to hear you. How they read the next day. That there's a young man called Apostle. He's trying to preach. He's starting to preach the gospel. He was beaten by a tree. How can I go in heaven in that style? Who you can you allow? Can, can you allow to go to heaven in that style? That fashion of being beaten by a tree. Smanya struck by lightning. Tell your neighbor it's not my story. I'm a general. I refuse to die funny. Tell your neighbor, I refuse to die funny. I can't die funny. I can't die up. I can't. I can't. I can't. I refuse. We shall all go in style. You wake up in the morning. Put on your favorite suit. Put a cologne on you. Look so beautiful. Tell your children, I'm about to leave. You have given you my car. You take my Bentley. Now, what else do you need? I'm out. Let them see you go like Jesus went. I refuse. Tell your neighbor, I refuse. Some of you even fear to say it because you fear this and the devil. Say, ah, me, you are my devil. Me, I have not said. You need help. <laughs> Come on, I'll give you another chance. Say, I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. In the name of Jesus. He said with long life he shall satisfy us. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Even your old age it should be satisfying. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go. I want to finish. So, Christ showed my life, showed me what? How? When I identified myself complete with him. Indeed, I've been what? Crucified with Christ. My ego is no longer. It is, listen, I love, I love Paul. Listen, he says, it is no longer important that I appear righteous before you or have your good opinion. Do you know how many people are, are bound by the consciences of other men. They are free. But they have refused freedom. They are bound by the consciences of other men. 
I don't know the understand what I'm trying to say. He says, conscience I say not thine own but of the other. For why is my liberty judged by another man's conscience? Why? Don't walk with me to Fanero. They might think you're my girlfriend. Shut up! Walk with her! If she's not your girlfriend, she's not! But don't call me at night. You know, my husband might think. Go away. Listen. If you're not doing anything with her, you're not doing anything. That is enough with you and God. That is honorable to God. But some people's consciences have a problem. Which Bible school did Moses Mkisako? I have a problem. It seems he didn't go to the right Bible school. If he didn't go to our Bible school, he must be wrong. That is their problem. Not Apostle Grace's. But for you, you're always caring about what people think. Stop thinking about what people think about you. Start to think what Jesus Christ thinks about you. That's most important. That's why you can find a woman, they tell her you're ugly. <laughs> this is the ugly. How? How? If a guy tells you you're ugly, tell him, prove it. Prove it. You prove it. Because it seems you're looking only here. But if I, if I define the mystery of here, you, you, you'll understand that he makes my countenance healthy. I'm the perfection of beating Zion. That's their opinion. That is their opinion. That is their good opinion. It is not you. It's not you. Refuse people to define I don't know how I can stress this. Refuse people to define you. I'm get up, I'm get up. You refuse. If you push a bicycle, they'll say you're stupid. Why isn't he seated in it? If you sit on it, they'll say you're stupid. Why is he wearing it out? If you leave it at home, it's stupid. Doesn't you know that it runs faster? You're dating a taxi. When you walk on water, you don't know how to swim. So, let people judge their own thing. You have your confidence in one thing. That Jesus knows you. I want to finish. So he says, my ego is no longer central. I'm not there without a central ego here. He says, it is no longer important that I appear righteous before you have a good opinion. I'm no longer driven to impress God. Christ lives in me. The life you see me living is not, but it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for next verse. I'm not going to go back on that. It is not clear. It, it, is it not clear to you that to go back to that old rule-keeping, peer-pleasing religion would be an abandonment of everything personal and free in my relationship with God? Paul says, I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. He says, I refuse to do that. To repudiate God's grace, if a living relationship with God could come by rule-keeping, then Christ is unnecessary. Galatians 5.4 
What does it say? Galatians 5 4. Christ is what? He's become of what? For those of you who what? Are justified by? You are what? From grace. If you think, me I'm under there, me I'm, you, Christ is useless. Christ is useless. Let me show you some Romans. Seven. This is even annoying. <laughs> Give me the amplified. Verse five. Read. Read what it says. One, two, three. Let's go. When we were living, that means you're not. Ah, ah, ah. Wait, wait. That means you're not. That means now you're not. You're not living in the flesh. You're living in the spirit. Okay. He says, when we were living in the flesh, mere physical lives. The sinful passions that were awakened and aroused up by what the law makes sin. Huh? By what the law makes by what the law makes sin. What the law makes sin. You know, if it's there. It's powerless. The law makes it sin. He says, aroused by what the law makes sin, we're constantly operating in our natural powers, in our bodily organs, in the sensitive appetites and wills of the flesh, so that we bore what? Fruit for death. We, past tense. Next line. But now, tell your neighbor, but now. Uh huh. We are what? Discharged from the law. <laughs> Tell your neighbor now we are discharged. Tell your neighbor now we are discharged. He says, but now we're discharged from the law and have terminated all intercourse. We no longer have intercourse with the law. We are divorced. Having died to what once restrained and held us. So what did it do? It restrained us from doing miracles. It restrained us from raising the dead. It restrained us from being rich. It restrained us from living moral lives. He says we once died to what restrained us and held us captive. So that now we serve. Not under obedience to the old code of the written regulations. But under the obedience to the promptings of the spirit in the newness of life. Now you don't tell me don't steal. I have the Holy Ghost. Who never stole? Thank you. I'll buy a, a sweet. You see, now you, you, you don't need, don't steal. That, that's for a man without the spirit. If the Bible says you've been discharged, don't connect. If the Bible says you've been discharged, don't connect yourself anymore. Because you've been what? Discharged. Don't connect yourself. But Christians are discharged by, Christ, by the gift of Christ and salvation. And then after that, they go and they see when Jesus is not looking, they connect themselves again. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Because that's the only way they what? <laughs> Romans 11, 5, 6. Romans 11. Uh-huh. One, two, three, let's go. Even so, at this present time also, there is a what? A remnant of grace. According to the election of grace. Uh-huh. And if by, then it is no more of 
Otherwise, grace is no more. But if it be of, then is it no more? Otherwise, work is no more. Works and grace are two different entities. If you're choosing to believe God by grace. Let me tell you Christians. I asked the spirit one day, what's the problem? He told me the problem is in Romans 4. In Romans 4, he said one of the most sensitive things I I have ever read as a Christian. He says, to him that works it is counted of him as what? Wages or debt. And he said, but to him that walketh not, but believeth him. Let's read. One, two, three. Let's go. Now, uh-huh. Read. To, to him that walketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. Uh-huh. But to him that walketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted. Give me the message version of the same from verse 4. What does it say? If you are a hard worker and do a good job, you deserve your pay. We don't call your wages a gift. We don't call them grace. Uh-huh. But if you see that the job is too big for you, that it's something only God can use, and you trust him to do it. You could never do it for yourself. No matter how hard and long you worked well. That trusting him to do it. Is what gets you set right with God. By God's sheer What does the next verse say? Uh-huh. What does David what? Confirms. He doesn't even fight it. But some people fight it. David what? Confirms this way of looking at it. Saying that the one who trusts God to do the putting everything right without insisting on having a say in it is one fortunate man. What does the next verse say? Uh-huh. Fortunate those whose crimes are cut off, whose sins are wiped clean. Simple. Nike says, let's do it. Christ says, let me do it. Somebody worship God. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong, perfect plea, a great high priest. I want you to listen to me here. If you're here and you want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to raise your hand right now, wherever you are. If you're tired of doing it and you want Jesus to do it in your life, I want you to raise your hand straight. If I see hands all over. If you're tired of doing it, just raise your hands up straight and say, God, I'm tired of doing it. I want you to do it. Look at that. Put up your hands straight. Put up your hands straight and say, God, today, I want to give my life to you. I want you to do it in me. I'm tired of doing it. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus. If I thought I was born again, I never understood it. But today I have the perfect understanding that you do it in us. We don't do it. And tonight I accept you as the Lord of my life. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ, I want you to after service come and we take your names and follow you up and teach you how to do it and allow him to do it in you. Hallelujah. Let me say something upon your life. In the name of Jesus, put up your hands. I decree upon your life that you are a success according to him which is able to do in you exceedingly abundantly according to the working power that works in you. I decree and declare that Jesus Christ works in you both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. That you're not restrained anymore. That you're not constrained the wrong way anymore. But you're launched out in strength and power without any limitation. And the Bible says and him that speaketh the word of God is given an anointing without measure. I decree and declare upon your life that you flow in an anointing without measure. Receive it that it's going to happen in your life this week. It's going to happen in your life this month. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five and say it's working on its own. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero, make manifest.